Good afternoon and welcome, welcome everybody to the Other Pace Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We're here today to talk. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And we are really, really happy. This weather is coming now. Boy, I can, ooh, mm, mm, mm. 70s and 80s, boy, two days in a row. How you know what you know? I know everything going to be all right because there ain't no snow. Mm-mm. I think our snoring days are over. I think our snoring days, like in sleep, have just begun. You know, crack that window, let that artificial heat out, let that natural air come in and, you know, ventilate the apartment, fumigate the apartment or the room, wherever you're staying at. My name is Hable Fennell, and I'm a veteran, and I'm here today to just say, God bless you. We know that soon uh, Mother's Day is going to be here. And I just want to take a minute to honor all the mothers and let folks know that mothers are every day. They're our first friends when we were born. They take care of us, and we're supposed to take care of them when they get older. But that's not always the case. But I just want to remind you who your first friend was. I know in my situation was my mother. God rest her soul. She tolerated a lot of things and helped me to believe that I could overcome a lot of weaknesses that I had. Substance abuse, that was it. My mother didn't condemn me. She just told me, you can do better. You can be better without being involved in a lifestyle of diminishing ends. Caused me to lose my freedom many times. Sometimes I thought I had it all together and it got overwhelmed with the addiction. Back out there, lost my family, got them back. Lost them again, got them back. And I want to thank my mother. And I want to thank all the mothers like my mother. And I want to say, and I'm saying, and I'm praying, happy, happy Happy Mother's Day to all of you. I am so happy today to be back with you guys and to tell you that don't give up. Don't give in. If you're out there lost, get some help. There's plenty of places that's giving help. And if you're a veteran, like I am, you served your country, like I did, then they got to serve you because you raised your hand and you took an oath that you would follow the orders that were given to you. No matter where you went, you wore the uniform of the United States military, the strongest country in the world. 
and you come back here, some of us, the bright eyes is gone and the eye look is dull. We are no longer as strong as we thought we were because we've been involved in some situations that brought about a change in how we saw ourselves and how we thought. Some people call it PTSD. Before PTSD, it used to be called shell shock. But whatever it is that you want to call it, and if you feel that you've been touched by it, the Veterans Administration Hospital over there on Huntington Avenue to the Veterans Hospital downtown. Now they're near the Celtics, West Roxbury, to the VA hospital, because that's what they're there for. I'm speaking about the veterans that need help. I don't want to be on a radio show and have an opportunity to talk about veterans and don't say a word. That's not how we do things, folks. 857-204-5312. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again with the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. And uh, the earlier PSA that talked about suicide and suicide ideations and mental health, they came back. They came back. They weren't as confident as they were before. They weren't as confident. They had a lot of doubts about being appreciated and their life uh, is a mess. And I happen to be at one time one of those veterans whose lives had become really a mess. I was like, at the end of my journey, I could not make it. I couldn't make it. I couldn't see it. I lost everything. I lost my self-respect, my dignity. But let me tell you something. I remember as if it was yesterday, and this happened 28 years ago. I went to the VA hospital, and I asked for a detox. 
And the nurse that interviewed me knew me from prior visits to the detox. And she asked me, what would be different this time? And I looked at that lady almost 28 years in July, and I said, this time I want to live. It was not easy. It was always in my mind that I could not do it or I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be like that forever. But then I started to pray. And I mean pray. And my high power God heard my prayer. And so I'm not there anymore with that mindset. I'm not trying to hurt myself or hurt anyone. I'm just trying to save myself, never forget the pain. I don't forget that pain. I don't want it no more. I'm happy the way I am. I'm not perfect. I thought I was. But that's how the drug does. It lies to you. It tells you that you look good when you know you don't because you don't even notice you when you're looking in the mirror after you've been out there on the run. Eyes all red, clothes all dirty. Everything is in total disarray, including my mind. My mind told me and I had to tell the mind this last time, 28 years ago, I'm in control of me, not you. I'm talking to my mind until I could get somebody that I could talk to who could understand that recovery is possible. But only you can do it. Oh, yeah, I had a place to stay. They gave me food to eat. But I had to understand that I could no longer deal with that other person. Those other thoughts. I deserve to have a life, not strife. And so I settled in. I settled in and I began to unfold the untold. I become bold in how I thought about myself and understanding that I didn't have to be a slave to a drug or a drink. Think about it now. It's other page radio you're listening to here. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Brought to you by Triad Veterans League. My name is Haywood Fennell, Sr. I'm a veteran. I do a lot of things for veterans in the community today that I couldn't do before. Am I proud of it? I just do it. I don't need any validation from anybody to tell me that I'm doing a good job because I'm not using. And when I'm not using, I'm not abusing. 
You can't do what I did, but you have to be ready to change. You don't need a lot of people in your life to tell you this or tell you that when it comes to your safety and your living. If you want to live, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what I got to say. Because when I go into the jails or the prisons to speak to those guys, the first thing I tell them is to cost of toilet paper in the store. I say, before I came here to see you guys, I stopped off at grocery store and I bought four rolls of toilet paper and it cost like $9. And so they looking with this quiz look and I said to them, you guys look good. Look at you now. You, you, your complexion is coming back. You, you got your hair. That for those that you know wear braids, or you got your hair braided up. Your, your bodies are you gaining that weight that you lost when you was out there lost in the sauce, and you really look good. I said, but you're leaking. They looked. They set up. They started looking. Tell me, leaking. I said, well, you know, you got to ask for toilet paper. When you run out that roll of toilet paper that they give you, you got to ask the police officer or the correction officer, whatever the terminology is, call out. Officer, he said, girl, what's cell? Cell 12. He says, well, what do you need? And you say, I need some toilet paper. So you got to ask for toilet paper. You can't have, like, four or five rolls in your house, like you do in your house, some of you. He said, okay. So that's like 9.30, right? 11 o'clock. You don't got no toilet paper. Maybe the tear runner, that's the guy that walks the tears, he might be able to get you something from the guy next door down, down the cell so you can take care of your business, but you don't have any toilet paper for yourself. You still got to ask. And you call again an hour and a half later for the same thing. And you finally get it. When you're coming from child, it took you three and a half hours to get a roll of toilet paper. And some of you, or some of them, they sitting up in there thinking that they're going to go back outside and do the same thing that caused them to be in jail, to ask for toilet paper. I'm going to go out and do the same thing. They think they ain't going to get cracked. And then they back. It don't take long. It takes longer to get stronger and have the determination that I had started with 28 years ago. I'm not the game, I said to myself, I'm in the game, but I'm not the game. I'm not trying to find anybody to blame for my addiction. I have to look at the addiction and what was I doing before I became addicted. I had some values that were my own. 
and I have values today that are my own, that I'm worthy of blessings. And I'm not going to curse myself and be about the business of taking a chance with my freedom, like a lot of people do. When they use, they lose. I'm at a point in my life that I'm able to do some things with the talents that I've been loaned. I write books. I write plays. I produce plays. I go into the jails and the prisons, and I speak, not to try to be better than, oh, no, oh, no, just to have a better plan. That's all I'm trying to do, folks, is to show people through what I do and not what I say and make myself and all those that are around me safe. I can't take another chance with my freedom by going out there and giving my money to somebody to make me feel stupid and do stupid things. And that's what addiction does. You tie yourself in to a system of diminishing ends. No matter what you think, when you use, you lose, and you're going to go to jail. And when I say jail, I'm not just talking about a confined facility. In your mind, you are locked up. You can't do anything. You can't go anywhere without a drink or a drug when you are addicted. So many people see people that are in recovery, but they are still using that want to be like those people that are in recovery, but they're not ready to make the change. It's the other page. It's the other page. Radio. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. Well, we back to the other page radio. Now I'm just like, wow, that music, that music, man. I'm, I'm just telling you, man. You know, music frees you up. It's not supposed to make you feel all moody and everything like that. Some people write these lyrics or write these notes, and you know, it takes people down. But when you come to listen to the other page radio, our program, listen to our theme music. Listen to it. I don't tell you how we're thinking. We're not thinking anymore. 
folks, you know, I'm I'm so pray I'm so grateful. I pray a lot too, I gotta tell you that. But let me tell you something. This has been a wonderful experience when I found that I had the talent to write. I started writing when I was in a drug program after leaving the VA hospital detox. I went out there, Long Island, to one of those programs, and uh, I started to believe that I could write because a part of my prayer, when I prayed to stop using, I asked to write. Since that time, I have been able to write five books. And I mean, like people told me, you got to be careful when you tell people what you're going to do, you know, because a lot of times people can't do things themselves and then they'll tell you, oh, you can't do that. And then they find reasons to say that you can't do what you feel that you can do, and they use age. So you're too old to do that. Who told you that you could do that? Age, to me, is a chronological number, nothing else. I'm thinking that I can do things, and I'm not thinking that I got limitations because of my age, and I do things. So if you have a thought or an idea and you want to take it to the next level and do it, don't pay people no attention to tell you you can't do something. What they going to tell you when you did it? Like, let me tell you what they tell me or what they ask me. They say, uh... Did you write that book yet? I say, I sure did. I got it in the car. Yesterday, I was in my building, and uh, the maintenance man in my building, I gave him a, uh, a CD with two of my books on it. I gave it to the other guy, his, his boss, and his boss said, no, nah, I got uh, Bluetooth, Bluetooth, you know, Bluetooth. I, I can't play that. I said, oh, okay. All right. And the other guy said that I spoke to yesterday, he says, I could play it. I could play it. I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. And so yesterday I spoke with him and I says, uh, how'd you like the book? He says, oh, man, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, man. So that goes back to the narrative regarding people telling you what you can do, what you ought to do, just do what you think you can do and enjoy why you're doing it. We're talking about self-worth. That's one of the things that you don't have when you use drugs. And alcohol is a drug. Cigarettes is a drug too. But let me tell you something. When you feel that you don't have any self-worth, then your value system is malfunctioning. You're going to get depressed. You're going to have all kinds of anxieties. You're going to have all kinds of doubts about what you can 
and can't do, and you're going to end up doing zero, absolutely nothing. You're going to be in the way. You can't function. Don't you want to function, or you'd rather be malfunction? Take it from me, folks. Living is hard. Dying is easy. I want to live. I got to fight. I got a right to be who I think I can be and not think criminal. Smooth operator. Slick. That's a word they use, you know, when you're supposed to be top of your game, when you're really on the bottom of your game, when you're messing with them drugs. Have you seen what's going on in Boston in the place called Mass and Cash? My goodness gracious. Have you seen those people? That's very scary. It looks like Dante's Inferno. You know the picture of the people in different forms and different places in hell? We can do better than that. We can do better than that. Look at me. Listen to me. You don't have to go down that road. There's nothing down that road but pain. Many times, many different ways. It doesn't have anything to do with your biological features. Addiction wants to take your life. He puts up a lot of things and make himself or herself look good to you as you're using. But he wants you or he wants her or he wants them, D-E-A-D, right away. Dead. And when it happens, he shows up as you're going out. Death looks right at you as your eyes are slowly closing. Or you may go out with your eyes wide open. That's happened. And people say, oh, he's not dead. His eyes is open. But she's not dead. Look, her eyes are open, but they're dead. And the addiction says, I told you, I told you what I was going to do to you. I told you that I was going to kill you. Now look at you. They haven't found you yet. But they know the sign. They'll say right away, it's OD, overdose, fentanyl. Yeah. And then when they take you to the funeral home, if you don't go to the potter's spill, if your people could give you a funeral and prepare you and lay you in that coffin, you didn't have to be in the coffin. You had to have a little confidence. You had to ask for help, but you didn't do that. You thought you could do it on your own. You got a place to stay. You know, if you're a veteran, you're able to find a place to stay and the veterans will hook you up. You understand? But if you ain't getting no wraparound services, 
If you're not getting no treatment, you're living in a tomb. You're just waiting to die. Because you're using it in the house and it becomes a shooting gallery, a smoking gallery. And so when you're in that coffin and the people coming by to view the body, all nice and quiet with the flowers on the side and the name tags, that you can't read it, but other people can. And they say, oh, she looks so, so natural. Yeah. He looked like he's just sleeping. Big sleep. You don't never wake up anymore. You don't have to go that route. That's all I'm saying. The other page radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. I'm trying to get a message to the people out there about this mess and this stress. You don't have to go that way. There's better ways. You just got to ask for help, man. You got all those people down there. And let me tell you something. That place, Mass and Cash, is not the only place that is a living hell for the addict. This drug, this drug, they say opiate lack, L-I-K-E, is man-made, and heroin is grown in places like Afghanistan, in China that are located near the equator so that they can grow the opium and then get the heroin from it. They say that the fentanyl came out of China. I don't know where it came from, but I wish they could get it back to them because the way that this world is being shaped up, we don't need to be addicted to anything because we need to try to think our way through these problems that we're being confronted with. Here we are now, and I don't know if you're looking at the news. I don't know if you're a veteran, but I know that if you're on Social Security, if you're getting any kind of checks from the United States government, you don't need to be high. You need to be able to pay attention because they're talking about defaults and all that. These congressional leaders, these people that you voted for, if you took the time to vote for them and believe that lie that they've been telling, and now they're talking about the veterans won't get their benefits and Social Security people might not get their checks. Come on now. You got time to get high? Some of y'all that's getting high getting checks. When your check don't come, what you going to do? Who you going to blame? Can't blame nobody but yourself. You got to take on responsibility, but before you can take on any kind of responsibility, like I did, this is what I did, right? I went to the detox. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. 
Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. All right, this is the other page radio. We're talking here about the veterans and addiction. Put a little sunshine and let y'all know that the the General Edward O. Gordine African American Memorial Park will soon have a statue of General Edward O. Gordine unveiled right across the street we are located from Boston Police Department Station 2 on the corner of Washington and Malcolm X Boulevard. I know that a lot of you probably have seen the beautiful work that's been done and now we have to bring in the art pieces and all of that's going to happen when we get a date. And when we get that date, and when we unveil that statue, it's going to be something that everybody in the community is going to be proud of. Everybody in the community is going to be proud of this statue that says so much about the African-American military experience that dates back to the American Revolution and every war that the United States has been involved in. And in order for you to understand the importance of this statue and what it will bring to our community is the fact that there is an educational component that will be a part of it, that we will get into the school system so that the students can learn the history of the African-American veteran, male and female contribution to the freedom of not just the United States of America, but other countries as well. We cannot play with this history. You have people that are going around and talking about cultural theories and this didn't happen and that didn't happen, and they know that that's a bunch of baloney and we are not going to go for it. This statue will be there for everybody to learn. It will be a repudiation, if you will. All that stuff that governor down there in uh, Florida is talking about. DeSantis. I don't know. He's not a veteran. I know he's not a veteran. I know he's not a veteran. And I want to say something else about the veterans. They were not representing the veterans that was in the January the 6th climbing them walls. They were veterans. They may have worn the uniform, but those are not the veterans that I served with. I don't care what color they are. You know, I mean, you know, I raised my hand. I did my time. I had a gun 
down in the armory in the basement of every barracks there's an armory. It's where your weapon is. You got to go and get that weapon and keep it clean. They don't clean it for you. What you think, is laundry service? You got to clean that weapon because they may call you at any time or any place to go. But where are they now? Where are these people that was given the orders to go get them guns? Why are we homeless in America, veterans? We shouldn't be homeless. You know what I was thinking? It's just my thoughts now. It's just my thoughts. I want to share them with you. Every elected official should be required to go into the United States military for a certain period of time. Now, the last president before Joe Biden, it's my understanding that he he had a he had something wrong with his feet. So that's why he didn't go, even though he went to a military academy for some time, I think it was in Virginia, when the time came for him to actually pick up that weapon and put on whatever and go wherever they sent him, he didn't do that. He later made a statement that said that those in the military were suckers. Just a guy that wanted to run for the president, y'all. See, we can't we can't deal with politics. I said politics. P-O-L-I-T-R-I-C-K-S. Not politics. Politics. You know, they promise you everything and don't give you nothing. Just like right now here in in Boston, the Roxbury area, District 7. We need housing. We need housing. Veterans are a special group. And I've been trying to get people that are a part of this redevelopment craze that's going on in our city, asking them questions. How do we get our veterans apartments in these buildings and people are just like not coming forth in the manner that the veterans came forth when they raised their hands to go and fight for some of these people that didn't never go but now are in decision-making positions when it comes to housing. They don't want to do nothing for veterans. I don't know if there's any shame in that, how our veterans are being treated, but I certainly... I certainly don't appreciate it. I'm grown now. But I followed my uncles into the military, and so did my brother. My brother was an officer. Don't tell me why he went in there and decided to jump out of airplanes at night. Went on over there to Korea and served in Germany. I was in Okinawa. You know a lot of people that's in the military, serve their country, and ain't got nowhere to stay. I know that veterans need to be served. I know that. You know that. Don't lay down. Stand up. Don't use because you lose. Take it from me. I've been there. 
I tried it. And I'm blessed to be able to come back and tell you on this radio program, the other radio program here at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, it won't work. It won't work, folks. We got to take the bull by the horns, and if we got to break his neck, let's break his neck, but don't let him keep you down. Addiction is awful. You know, sometimes you look at those people and seem like when they look at you, they want to be like you. They don't. They, they don't want. They don't want to have the drug habit. They don't want to be living in no cardboard makeshift box. They done reconfigured the box. There ain't even no box no more. That's H-O-M-E for some of them people. Some of them people are veterans. They got them in New York. They got them in Brooklyn. They got them in Charlotte. They got them all over the United States. Everybody's talking about the immigrants, but nobody's talking about the veterans that need to be taken care of. The immigrant situation is one that that can be contained. Don't seem like they got no plan for the veterans, though. We have to make our own plans. We have to hold people accountable. Anytime you got all that many people over there, hundreds of them, on a day like today, they out there. They're shooting drugs right in the open. And police cars got the blue light. It's just advertising this is the spot where people have come to die. They don't get out their cars. They just sit there and they watch. And then every now and then you see some police officers over there checking people for warrants. Soon as those people get arrested, if they get arrested, a new crowd comes. Most of them that's over there, my trip, my travels, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that's out there caught up. But a lot of those people don't come from the same zip code I come from or you might come from. They come from the mother places where the middle class people live, the ones that can buy those tents for their kids so they can stay down there or get their insurance when they want to go into a detox. Used to be a time you could get a free bed, and that ain't happening no more. The insurance companies, yeah, the insurance companies, they found a way and created a plan that since the government, before meaning the military, once they were told that substance abuse is treatable and you just couldn't give a person uh, an undesirable discharge or whatever you want to call it, but it's fact similar to bad paper. You had to treat those people. You couldn't just put them out. Along come the insurance company and they add whatever it is that they added and now they make uh, treatment available 
And they pay for it if you pay for the insurance. So if you don't have insurance, like I didn't have insurance when I went into the VA that last time 28 years ago because of my time in the military, I went in there because I needed help. And that's all I'm saying, folks. I needed help. It's like fighting, let me see. It's like fighting a gorilla with a switch when you have addictive behavior and it's in action. You can't fight a gorilla with a switch. You can't win is all I'm saying. I'm praying and I'm staying. And that's what you need to think about. Don't give up on yourself. <coughs> Ask for help. If you're a veteran, go to the VA. Get yourself a bed. Begin to think about your responsibilities to yourself and to your other family members. We don't have anything to do with your addiction, but you want to put them with it. You want to buy their money. You want to steal from them when you're really stealing from yourself when you do that. You know, all those kind of behaviors. And you get tired of that, man. Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Boston's community radio station. You know, we just want you to know. You don't have to go out like that. We need you to help us help other veterans. Is that asking too much? Is that too much? I don't think so. Somebody help me, and I'm trying to help you, and you should be trying to get in here to one of them detoxes, get yourself some treatment, and begin to do some real, real, real hardcore thinking. Are you tired of stinking? Are you tired of telling people lies and living a lie? What a great feeling I have living the truth. Knowing that I don't have to use a drink or a drug or give my money to anybody to make me feel stupid. That's something. And you should want that. I don't care what color you are. You're living in hell if that's what you're doing. You might go to jail. You might go to the hospital, get a bad batch and end up having something wrong with you and you end up can't talking, walking, can't see. They'll sell you anything out there. You know that. But you don't have to give your money to anybody. You can keep that money and fold it up. Save it for something. But when you're using, you're losing. 
You don't save anything. You use everything. Greedy. Greedy. That's what you are. This has been The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. And I want to thank you for the time that you allowed me to, to talk with you about something that I hope that you can get help if you caught up. And if you're in the process of changing your thinking, <clears throat> don't lose confidence. Stick with it. I did. And I'm not going to tell you to do anything that I wouldn't do. I served this country. I'm living a life now that I thought I couldn't live. I believe that you can do the same thing if you're using. But if you need help, go to the VA. They got plenty of room. They know where to put you at. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Ahem. <clears throat>